Uh, can I say the only way to heaven is through the cross of Jesus Christ? I, I am so glad that I had chosen him and made him my uh, Savior. And, uh, I'm so glad that he saved me and washed me and I'm in the blood. And, and sometimes I get to thinking about sitting around a throne and uh, with all the kindred and all the tongues and all the nations giving him the praise and glorifying him for what he's done. And just, it just hits me right close. And we talked about that this morning, about the, the kindreds and tongues and nations that's going to be around the throne of God on that day. And I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to that day. I really am looking forward to that day. And I believe it's going to be sooner than we think. Amen. I, I truly believe that it's, it is closer than we, you know, like you said, they've been preaching about it for years and years and years. Yeah, but when you start talking about him not coming, and what this world is talking about, he's coming. He's coming. So we need to get ready. Revelations chapter 21 today. Revelations chapter, my favorite chapter and my favorite verses. Amen. Revelations chapter 21. Let us stand if we're able. Verse number one. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Now let me just say this. If you got your faith in this world, it says it's going to pass away. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of the heavens saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he shall dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and he be their God. And God wiped away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha, Omega, the beginning, the end. I will be give unto him that is at thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, the unbelieving, and the abominable, and the murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and adulterers, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning for all your mercy, grace, and love. We thank you for each one here. Help us to open our hearts, Lord, and just open our minds to receive the message you would have us to receive, Father. We'll just have, ask you to touch and lift up again. Empty yourself and fill with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, this morning I'm, I'm interested in, in verse number 6 when the Lord said, It is done. Preaching on this thought this morning, and I know you've probably heard this phrase, uh, when it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, I've heard that phrase all my life. I've even used that phrase a time or two in my life. But one day, the last sunset shall set. One day, uh, uh, the last political candidate is going to be giving his last speech. One day, the last Democrat, Republican, or whatever will be elected 
One day it's all going to be over with. It's all said and done. These last few months have been weighing on my heart heavily. This virus, the elections, everything just turned upside down. I've never seen a country in a disarray in all my life. We don't even know what direction we're going on. We don't know what's happening here. We don't even know what church direction they're going in today. But I do believe this, this country needs a healing. And I believe in this country we can have a healing today. But I think these things are long, long been dued. If you, you get discouraged like me, I, I get discouraged when I watch TV, when I watch news. It depresses me. But the truth of the matter of it is, one day it's all going to be said and done. There will not be another election. There will not be another scandal. And there's coming a day when it's all over this morning and we'll put the past of our time out and we're going to step out into eternity. And the question this morning that you need to ask yourself when it's all said and done, when it's all over with, do you know exactly where you're going to be at? Do you know where you're going? Do you know exactly where, where you're going this morning? Can you say amen there? The only thing that gives me uh, 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 common assurance in my heart is that in the days of darkness that we live in and in the days of uh, uncertainty that we live in, the only thing that gives me common assurance is I know who is I believe. I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly what I will be doing. I thank God for walking around like a, uh, 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 not walking around like a chicken with my head cut off, not wondering what's going to happen, what is about the future. I'm not worried about the hope. My hope is not in a political party. My hope is not in the White House. My hope is not in some person, but my rope of hope is anchored into a place in the third world, and his name is Jesus Christ. If you're not anchored in him this morning, uh, let me just suggest to you this morning, you need to get your hope out of this world and get anchored into that world that's coming this morning. When it's all said and done, so many people live a day in the nasty now and now, forgetting there's a sweet by and by. Amen. I'll tell you, I, I see it. And you know what? Not only does this country live in for the nasty now and now, I find that the church world and church society are just looking for this day. What can I do today? Let me, we need to get our sights off the day and look beyond. It is my job as the preacher to get you uh, uh, set to look beyond this world uh, and to get your mind set on the things of another world. Uh, I mean, we have to live here but it should not be your life I, I find churches just living for the day by day people live day by day if your life and hope is wrapped up in this world it's going to up and smoke one day amen, amen. when it's all said and done many people live with absolutely no thought of eternity. 
They don't think about it. Can I say, you'll be in eternity a lot longer than you're going to be in this little measly 60, 70, 80 years of life you live on this planet. And I heard a preacher said one time, eternity can't be wrong because it's so long. He said, and I love this when he said, and it's been years ago since he said it, and I kind of think about it, it's just a good way to explain eternity. He said, picture this in your mind. A sparrow flying to the beach and picking up one grain of sand and flying that one grain of sand to the moon and back. Until every beach in this world is void of all the sand. He goes up and back, up and back. Every beach is void of all absence of sand in this world. And the preacher said, eternity will just have begun. Amen. You're going to be there a lot longer than you are going to be here this morning. Amen. And there's some things that we need to get ready for. And there's some things that we need to prepare for when it's all said and done. Do you have any confidence in your heart? Things are settled between you and God. That's when it's all said and done. You know where you're going. These verses here, I, I believe that we can see some things that's going on in these verses, amen? I believe that we can take the Word of God and apply it to and Let me just say this. You got the Bible in your hand. Hold that Bible and look at it. I want you to take that Bible and put it in your hand and look at it. Go ahead. Put it in your hand and look at that Bible. You look at hard at that Bible. I want you to understand this. The sacrifice that was given for you to hold that Bible in your hand. The people that died. The people that suffered. For you to sit here and have this Bible in your hand and you refuse to open it up and you refuse to read it. But in the Word of God, there's a plan of salvation. In the Word of God, there's a way to escape the hell that's coming here. And yet we don't read it. But in these verses here, I want to show you some things, three things, and I'm going to be real quick. I want to get you home because I know some people are cold-blooded. Amen. I know, Lydia. I know some people say, I can't get home, cut my heat up to 80 degrees so I can be hot and warm. I'll try to get you out of here before Walmart closes. Amen. Look at verse number four and five. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth was passed away and there was no more sea. Look at the transformation that's getting ready to happen. Verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, and there shall be sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. And verse number 5, he said, And he sat upon the throne, said, Behold, I make all things new. There's going to be a transformation on that day. Amen. Can I say uh, what is normal now will be the abnormal then. What is a natural now is going to be the unnatural then. Amen. There's a transformation that's going to take place. You can say, what kind of transformation is going to take place on that day? Well, several things is going to happen. There ain't going to be no more tears. 
There ain't no more things that we have to deal with here and this now and now and I don't have to deal with anymore. You say, what's going to be different? Well, there ain't going to be nobody to say there's sin in this world. There will be no more sin in this world. Amen. Bible says, Wherefore, as one man is sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. You know why you die this morning? You know why you age this morning? Because that garden of Eden. Because the failure of mankind in the garden of Eden. It, it, death is passed upon all men. We have all sinned. Therefore, we are dying. We get older and older. Amen. That's why we age and mature. We don't stay the same. Because of what Adam did. Bible said sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Sin, when it's finished, bringeth forth death. But I'm proud to report you to every born again believer washed by the blood of Jesus Christ that is bound through the promised land. We're heading to that land where there will never be another sin. We're heading to that land where there will be another abortion clinic. We're heading to that land there will never be an LBGT rally down the road. We're heading to that land where there will not be an ABC store on every corner. We're heading to that land where there will never be a divorce. We're heading to that land where there will no more disease, no more heartaches, no more sickness, no more death, no more pain. We're heading to that place. What a transformation is going to happen on that day there will be no more time amen there will be no more time when we let our Savior down when God has called us and God has uh, lifted us up and God has encouraged us there's time after time that we have failed God there will never be a time that we be tempted again by the old tempter There'll never be another time the old accuser can stand and accuse the brethren. Amen. There's going to be a transformation on this day. I'm looking forward to that day. Amen. There's a transformation of sorrows. Not only no more death, neither sorrows, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things that passed away. Aren't you glad you're going to a land you never have to say goodbye to another loved one. All of us had to stand beside a cask and say our final goodbyes. All of us had to walk to a graveside and watch them lower down inside there. But it was assurance that if they knew Jesus Christ, you know that that's not the final goodbye. If they knew Jesus Christ, you could say, hey, this ain't goodbye, but I'll see you in the sweet by and by. I know there's coming a day that we reunite with the ones we love. I know that's going to happen. What a transformation that we're going to have on that day. Did you go into a place there'll never be another hospital? Aren't you glad you're going to a place where there'll never be another doctor? Ain't you glad you're going to a place you'll never, you'll never hear the words say, I'm sorry, there's no hope for you. I'm so glad that I've got something to look forward to. Amen. You say, well, you aging, you dying down here. Amen. Praise God, I'm aging and I'm dying. It won't be long. Amen. But I know that when I lay this body down, 
I pick up a glorified body. I know that when I leave out of this time, I am going into eternity. When it's all said and done, when it's, uh, when it's all said and done, do you know for sure where you're going? Amen. I, I, I talk to a lot of Christians, and let me tell you what, I'm not sure they know even thing about the Bible. I, they, the way they talk, the, it, it seems like they put their hope in a lot of other different things. Uh, they're not putting the hope in Jesus Christ. We were talking of evangelistic uh, teaching. It says, uh, do you know for sure where you're going? If you die today, listen to me. If you die today, where would your home be? And Why? Was that your home? I've had people tell me, well, I'm a good person. I've did this and I've did that. No, you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ. You haven't put your faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. You haven't been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Then your hope is in the wrong thing. When it's all said and done, there's going to be a transformation. Get this, there's going to also be a transformation of no more Satan. Amen. I'm glad of that. The Bible said before we get here in chapter 20, in number, verse number 10, look at it. It says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night, not just for a season, not just for a month, but forever and ever. I'm telling you, we're looking at one of those causes that so much problems in people's lives today. It called, that one that causes God's people so much problems, that one that's caused God's people to be tempted, we're looking at that day that he will no longer be around. Imagine this, a world without the tempter. Imagine this, a world without the accuser. You ought to just shout out hallelujah right there. Just imagine this, uh, no one to trip you up, no one to cause you to fall. That, that accuser is going to be up. Uh, the, the Bible says he's the thief. And that's the devil. Thank God there was going to be a transformation when it's all said and done. I'm looking forward to that. I, I pray that you're looking forward to that day. I pray that your hope is in, in the Word of God and Jesus Christ. I pray that you know where you're going this morning. There's going to be a transformation, but there's also going to be an exaltation. When it's all said and done. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, make all things new. He said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Now watch the exaltation here. You've got to see this. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to him unto him at thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. 
I'm glad to report to you this morning when it's all said and done, Jesus is going to get the glory that Jesus deserves this morning. He's going to get the exalted uh, uh, in his own most high and righteous position, his rightful position. They're going to hold him up. They don't give him that uh, exaltation down on the earth. Uh, they don't lift him up down here on this earth. Uh, they want him out of the world. Uh, they want him out of the schools. Uh, they want him out of our governments. Uh, they want him out of the colleges. You can't argue about what God has done. His name is on everything in every building in the legislation, but yet they want to pull him out and put somebody else there. In fact, they use the Bible. When you watch, when they use the Bible, they'll swear him in on the Word of God. His name is even on our money that we use today. And they're trying to get it rid of him every way they can. They said all men are created equal. They, they, then they say all men are created by, well, some higher thing, or some man was created by this. None of them believe in God. They're taking him out of all the pledges of allegiance. We just sung, said the pledge of allegiance this morning. Now the world trying to take him out just to pledge to the world. It's still one nation under God. Amen. And I know that God. He, he's got a name. The Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Amen. But there will be a day he will sit on the throne eternal. Amen. They'll not get rid of him on this day. He wasn't elected. They can't impeach him. He won't be stepping down. He won't be, there will not be a supreme court to rule against him, but he is the supreme king of kings and lord of lords this morning. He is the dictator of this universe this morning. And he will get the exaltation that he deserves this morning. Now let me ask you this. What, what place in your heart does the Lord have? Amen. Come on. That's an honest question. You ought to be honest with yourself and answer that. What place does the Lord have in your heart this morning? Amen. Because when it's said and all said and done, if he ain't had the rightful place in your heart, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't say, well, I, I, I go to church, I, I've been baptized, I, I've been this and I've been that, but if he doesn't have his rightful place in your life and in your heart, you're still going to be missing out. Amen. I, I would think that, hey, I'd want him to have the, his rightful place in my heart. I, I want to exalt him higher than I can exalt anything else in this world. And, I, and you look at TV today and see all these people on TV. They think they, they need to be exalted. I mean, we got politicians think they need to be exalted. We got movie stars that think they need to be exalted. And we certainly know that Communist Basketball League, they got those that think they need to be exalted. But let me just say this. If you want to exalt them by have at it, but those cannot help you on this day. They will not be able to stand for you in this day. 
Hey, you can't grab them by the hand and say, Hey, take me through that promised land. It's not going to happen. You can't stand beside them and say, Hey, uh, plead my case. It ain't going to happen. There ain't but one that's going to be able to take you by the hand. There ain't but one that's going to be able to plead your case. And you better have him exalted in your life. He needs the right place in your heart and in your life. Mm, my, my. That's just as good as a bowl of chocolate ice cream. Amen. I got to get me some chocolate ice cream. But there's going to be exhaustion day. He is going to sit in his rightful place. He is going to be the king of kings, his Lord of lords. He's going to be exalted. Amen. Verse number five says, the Bible says that there's a throne. He's the one that's sitting on that throne. He gets the exaltation in his ability. I make all things new. Adam messed it up. Amen. Adam messed it up. But he's going to fix it. He's going to right the wrong. He's going to settle the score. He's going to wipe the slate clean for each and every one of us. And his ability, he's going to get, a, get exaltation. And his awesome, he's going to get exaltation. The Bible said, I am the Alpha and Omega. That word Alpha is the, is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. And the word Omega is the last letter in the Greek alphabet. He says, I am the from beginning, I am the end, and everything in between. That's me. Everything, I am the beginning, I am in, and all is in between that. You still find me. Amen. Do you realize the alphabet cannot be, make a word? Jesus is the word incarnate. You say, what are you talking about? He says, I'm everything. I'm Jehovah. I'm the liver. I'm the rock. I'm the supplier. I'm the rose of Sharon. I'm the tower. I'm the uh, lily of the valley. I'm a redeemer. I'm the justifier. He's all that and everything in between that. He says, it is all me. When it's all said and done, he's going to be exalted. It's all said and done, he's going to be exalted. When it's all said and done, there will be an invitation. Amen. Do you realize that? Verse number six, I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. Look at chapter number 22 over there. Chapter number 22, verse number 17, right quick for me. And the spirit and the bride said, come, come. Y'all come. Everybody come and let him that heareth the say, come and let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. There's going to be an invitation sent out. When it's all said and done, you have been invited. Amen. You have been invited into that holy city, that new Jerusalem that's coming down from God out of heaven. And that invitation is for everyone this morning, not just for select, not just for a few, but that invitation gone out for everyone. In fact, your name is mentioned right here. Amen. Your name is mentioned right here. Look at it. I, I see your name. 
Do you see your name? It's there. And whosoever will, praise God, you are whosoever. If you've gone to the throne, if you've been baptized, you've been washed in the blood, you've been trusting in Jesus, and you've been given an invitation to that glorious city, to that holy city, you are whosoever will. I thank God that I am a whosoever. Are y'all happy about that? You don't look it. I, I love Christians when they get real happy. You can't, you can't control them. Can't control them. Boy, but you take them down to the football game, let somebody run to the Get them in church. Amen. Am I right or wrong? I'm right. We have been given an invitation to the holy city. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad I have that invitation. I'm glad I know in whom I believe. Amen. God has given you an invitation to his holy city. When it's all said and done, are you on the right side? Are you on the right side? When it's all said and done, can you be in that holy city? That new Jerusalem that's coming down from heaven out of God. That invitation is for everyone. It's free to everyone. You don't have to, you don't have to donate money. Can I say this? You don't have to plant a seed either. I know. I see them on TV. Plant a seed of $1,000. God is going to enrich you with 10 times four. Has anybody ever done that? Well, you ain't got to plant a seed. The invitation is for free. I don't know why people say you got to buy your way into heaven. Jesus said freely. He said it twice freely in chapter 20 and chapter 21. He said it freely. I give it freely. He said, come and take the water of life freely. That word freely. I want you to get this. In the Bible, we have the law called a first mention. Anytime you see that word, first time it's used, that word usually means the same thing throughout the Bible. But also, this word freely, if you go back to Genesis chapter 3, I think it was, God said you can eat of any other tree in the garden freely. He said, you can eat of any of the tree in the garden freely. But when the serpent came to Eve, Eve said, we can eat of any tree. She left out the word freely. She misquoted God. She misquoted God. We find that today in churches. The word of God is being misquoted, misused, mishandled. Amen. We see that. She, she misquoted the Word of God. And we see that in pulpits today where the Word of God is being misused, mishandled, mis, misquoted. You don't even have to work for this. It is a gift. For the wages of sin is death, but... I love that word. Especially in the Bible. That's a conjectural... Holy Ghost conjectural makes me just want to jump. 
The wages of sin is death. Whew, let me stop here and preach here for a minute or two. I said I was going to get you out of here before Walmart closed. I probably will. You know what sin is? Y'all want to know what sin is? Well, I'm not a murderer. I'm not a thief. I'm not a liar. Hmm. That's all of us right there. Amen. A sin is anything that goes against the will of God. Anything that goes against the will of God is sin. Bible says that him that knows doeth good and doeth not is sin unto him. I'd be worried about it. I'd be worried about it. But the wages of that, that little bit. Preacher told me one time, says, my wife says, how beautiful am I? He said, he didn't want to lie. Because you was born, he shouldn't, say, shouldn't lie. He couldn't say, well, you look like, uh, this. no, I ain't going to say that. So what he said, he says, you look like a million dollars. I said, a million dollars? I said, how do you know what a million dollars look like? He said, I don't. I don't. And I, I'm not lying, or you look like a million dollars or something I ain't never seen before. So when your wife says, how beautiful I am, you look like a million. If you really want to get encouraged, say, I look, you look like a ten million dollars. And you ain't never going to see nothing like that, amen? You, that word freely means free. The wages of sin is death, but, 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 the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. It's so easy to go from death unto light. It's so easy to go from lost to saved. It's so easy to go from hell to heaven. Why did we put so much emphasis on you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this? It happens. But by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. God says, I want everyone to have this gift. I want everyone to be in this gift. There's, no, there's this invitation that has been given. When it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, there's going to be a transformation. When it's all said and done, there's going to be an exaltation. When it's all said and done, there's going to be an invitation to, to come, to come. It'd be great if I left it right there. But I can't leave it right there. Got to tell you on the other side. Got to give it to you on the other side. When it's all said and done, there's going to be a damnation. It's going to be a damnation. All those things are wonderful. We just talked about they're great. And I, I'm glad I accepted the invitation. That means I took part in the transformation, at the exaltation. There's been washed by the blood. And I'll take part in that new heaven. I'll take part in the new earth. But I will not take part in the damnation. Verse number 8. And if you're here this morning, you ain't knowing exactly where you're going. You need to get this into your heart right now. But the fearful and unbelieving, those who just rejected, those who said no, and the abominables, the murderers, 
whoremongers, sorcerers, adulterers, and all liars should have the part in the lake of fire, which brimstone, which is the second there. This is the place for those who had rejected the invitation of God, who have turned their back on partaking of the fountain of the water of life. There are people in this world that are confused. They don't see a water fountain. Where do you see that water fountain at of life? Where can I get that water of life at? Same place that Jesus told that woman at the well in John chapter 4. She was at the well. Jesus came. He said, if you drink of that water, you will thirst again. But if you will drink of the water that I will give thee, it will be a well inside of you, springing up into everlasting life. You want to know how to get that water of life? Just trust Jesus. Just trust Jesus. On Calvary, when they pierced his side and blood and water ran out, it was a cleansing flow that was opened up for everyone to run to Jesus so you can have the sins purged, cleansed, washed, and be filled with the Holy Spirit of water of life this morning. There is consequences this morning. There is consequences this morning for rejecting the Word of God and the Son of God. This consequence of rejecting the songs we sing, O Lord my God. There's, reject, there's consequences in rejecting the preaching this morning. There's consequences enormous this morning. I, I've always thought this. I'm trying to wind up. I said earlier. We've read about damnation. You've read a, have you read in the Bible about the greater damnation? Have you read about, everybody read in the Bible about the greater damnation? You ought to just stand and shout right there. I've always thought the greater damnation was for child molesters. I've always thought it was people like Hitler. I thought it was like those. But if you read the Bible, <laughs> it's not that. You would think the, those who have committed those sins, uh, those who have committed those acts of uh, 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 just an unhorrible dimension, you would think that would be the greater damnation, but that's not what the Bible says. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour the widows' houses, and for they pretense make long prayer. Therefore you shall receive the greater damnation. The, <laughs> I want you to get this. The greater damnation is reserved for those the self-righteous. Those people that think they can make it to heaven on their own, on their merits, on merit, on their own way, they, that's the greater damnation is reserved for the scribes and the Pharisees, the ones that Jesus was preaching to in Matthew, they were highly religious people. We've got some of those in this world today. Highly, highly religious people. 
The greater damnation this morning reserved for those who sit in church who think they're all right, who think they're going to make it to heaven because they're spiritual, because they've been baptized. And let me tell you what, there are some preachers who use those $100 words and just speak all, you know, you know I don't use them because I can't, I can't spend that much money on a word. But there are preachers who use these fancy talks and everything, and it's just, like, like I said, the long prayers. It's all babbling, babbling, that's all it is. When you get to think that you can get to heaven on what you've done, how you can get there on your own merit, you got it wrong this morning. You got it wrong this morning. Well, I, I, I got baptized, okay. I joined the church. <laughs> okay. I think I'm a good person, okay? There's some people in here think they're better than other people. Amen. I'm telling you right now. You say, well, not in here. You don't know what everybody thinks when they go home. Amen. I'm just telling you like it is. That's the way we that's the way we were made and built because of Adam. When you think, hey, I'm so spiritual in my own self, I don't need anything else. I don't need the water of life. I don't need the blood. When you get to thinking like that, the greater damnation is hell for you. And you could be sitting in church till the cows come home. But on that day, on that day, when it's all said and done, do you have the Son? Do you have Him? Has He gotten the rightful place in your life this morning? You say, well, I, I, I think I got Him in the right place. When you start thinking you got Him in the right place, He's in the wrong place. I, you ever seen those <laughs> uh, bumper stickers? Jesus is my co-pilot. You've got problems. You got a problem. If he's your co-pilot, you definitely got problems. Amen. Jesus should be your pilot. That way, if he's out of here and you, you're not right, you're going you're gonna to wonder what happened to him. Amen. That's just the way you are. When it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, when everything is finished, when all this world you see is gone, do you have the Son? Is He maintaining the rightful place in your heart and your life? You say beyond a shadow of doubt, I know in whom I believe. I know where I'm going. I know where I'll be at. I know what I'll be doing. And if I say, you could say, I'll be at the throne of Jesus, glory, hallelujah. But if you have a doubt, you have a doubt time to get it right you might be like some people who got stuff in your life that needs to be under the blood can i say this this damnation is an unescapable damnation I, i've heard people say, I, I don't want to knock religion because lord knows I, I, everybody needs to get a hold of the right thing but there are some denominations that believe they can pray you out of hell Amen. They do. There, there are some denominations that believe that, hey, you can do this and get saved. 
And you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this. The Bible says, Where a tree falleth, so shall it last. He's talking about a person. When you fall in sin and you die in sin, that's where you're going to be at. It's, an etern it's eternal damnation. This is for the, it didn't, you know, just the devil and his beast, false prophet, being in the lake of fire, being tormented day after day after day. After day, I ain't got enough time to say how many times it is. After day, forever, and throughout eternity, that's where, and if your name's not found in the Lamb's Book of Life, that's where you will be. When it's all said and done, where are you going to be at? Let's bow our eyes, bow our heads, close our eyes.